one of the things I follow is I follow one of those uh, second World World War tweets, right in real time. Yeah. And this one is just seemingly random. It's like New Zealand creates an internment camp on Somes Island to hold German nationals, including, and these three words really sort of stopped my heart. The head of the, the Samoan Nazi Party. What's Whoa. the pitch? What's the pitch, fellas? Tell me. That's like, is that like a lunch table or? What's, how do you intro? Right? <laughs> like, what's your intro? Nazi. I, I think that's I think that's Roman Reigns. <laughs> that's how, how do you, how do you begin? Oh, that's <laughs> how you get Jojo Rabbit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The head of the Samoan Nazi Party. Like, Anytime you're like, man, I don't know what I think. Sometimes my whole ethos seems kind of confused. You're not the head of the Samoan Nazi Party. Well, would it be worse to be the head of the Samoan Nazi Party or in the Samoan Nazi Party but not in charge of it? I think probably to be the head. That's like losing a three-person yeah. dog show. I agree it's close, but I think being the head, like... You bear is... a lot more responsibility. Yeah. I th- like, it's a... this, this line on my resume seems kind of sad. You're, you're the only one anyone's ever going to think of when they think about right, it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be the face of that. <laughs> anyone else, you're just in it as a goof. You're just, that's and that. you got interned? Yes. <laughs> Just, just imagine being the like the Kiwi soldier. You're just shuffling these guys along, and you're like, "What are you?" And he's like, "I'm here to the Samoan Nazi party." <laughs> <laughs> and you're just looking at him like, "The fuck, bro?" <laughs> I'm here for the advancement of the Aryan race, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Taika Waititi's pitched this somewhere, and the studios are like, "We cannot. We can't. We, we can't. can't make. You already. You did can make that our once. flag is death. You cannot make this. Gay pirate. Fine. Yeah. Samoan Nazi party. The- too far. Yeah." Remember in the Justify pilot when they're up in the holler and and Boyd is like, read your Bible as interpreted by experts. And Raylan just took, tilts his head and he's like, Boyd, do you even know any Jews? Shut down, full cast. You are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. I am joined, as I am always, by Ryan Andy, Jason Kirk, <laughs> Holly Anderson, and the ones and twos, Michael Serber. Before we say anything else, I want to remind you that this episode and all of the dulcet tones you hear within are brought to you by Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So I need to set this up just a little bit. Um, my youngest, who's turning two next month, um, Halloween was the first holiday that he like really had an awareness of what of of like what a holiday was, and like he got he got pretty into it. Like he was in he he enjoyed the festivity of it, but as a result. He has applied the rough Halloween framework to all holidays. So, like at Thanksgiving, he would say "boo" here and there, and like he's starting to talk about Christmas and saying like "scary" and mm-hmm. things like that. And so, my question is: outside of Halloween, what is the spookiest holiday? 
Hmm. It is Christmas. Yeah. Please elaborate. Whales. I'm gonna go Easter. The dead, the dead skeleton horse that that Welsh people parade around. Okay. I'm gonna go Easter because the entire premise is back from the dead. Okay. Yeah, Easter is about Easter is about an innocent drifter who was murdered by cops, and (laughs) now he's back. And now he's back. (laughs) And I thought of Easter as the crow. But is Easter spooky, or is it like? A, a crime saga, a, like betrayed by his, betrayed by one of his bros, like it, wrongfully rolling back accused. The stone crime. is pretty spooky, brother. That, that's an M Night Shyamalan moment. That sure, is, I should yes, imagine gross. being one of those cops who, uh, according to the story, was told, "Whatever you do, don't let anyone take this dead body out of this cave." Mm-hmm. And then looking and seeing, it's already gone. Sure, it's pretty spooky. Pretty. Thomas spooky. is pretty spooky, I suppose. Being like, oh, you don't believe He's me? just, he's kind of just weird. He's like, um, just a, a guy who uh, verifies facts. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, you're dead? Come here. <laughs> but Christmas does <laughs> lend its, Christmas for whatever reason does lend itself to lots of spooky interpretations of things. Like, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's British traditions that we for some reason didn't import that we should have. Like, they tell ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Well, even the ones we do, like a Christmas carol is spooky as shit. Mm-hmm. And the Grinch is spooky. Like that's some spooky shit. Yeah. Like, oh, you, this yeah. this great this this. All right. This raises another question that uh, a friend of mine, uh, Kyle, raised. Where did where does the Grinch get his money? Where does the Grinch get the funds? Oh, for he's his a nepo baby. Who of whom? Or slip and fall lawsuit. Okay. See now I I can go mm. with that. I can go with who industries industrial accident settlement. Workers' comp. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. Okay. The Grinch. Ah, my back. <laughs> I think if so, if if I was trying to build a Grinch empire, I think what I would do is I would hire a musician to write a song, a replacement level song. I don't give a shit of what it's about, just like a C plus song, right? Um, and then I would post it online, and I would say, "An AI made this. Give me money for the machine that made this, and you'll mm. be able to make your own songs." Oh. And AI didn't make it because AI can't make songs because it, sure. it's all fucking sucks. But I would I would make fake AI and sell it to idiots. That's how I, I would build my Grinch empire. That is whatever that spits out is better than the fancy like Applebee's Christmas version, which is a real thing that I'm sorry what? to tell you exists. That's what? Mm, it's called heading, heading to the lyrics. It's called no. fancy. It's called fancy like Christmas. And Spencer, if you would like to read the lyrics to this fucking... Listen, I like living in Nashville, but I understand that the mere existence of this city is causing great pain and suffering across the world. And Fancy Like Christmas is part of that. And and if, if Nashville needs to be destroyed so this can go away, just give me like a weak heads up. That's it. I want you to know this is uh, undoubtedly the byproduct of like five people with master's degrees mm-hmm. and deep market research sitting in a room and, and, and big houses. MBAs yes. from Belmont wrote and this. Just barfing this shit out. <laughs> just can you read the chorus, please? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we fancy like Christmas around a fake tree, nutcracker on the mantle, and a candy cane candle. Get your eggnog, witch your fruitcake. I'm going to spell that witch fruitcake go jesus it's your birthday <laughs> no 
Keep going. Bougie like blow ups in the front yard, hoping Santa gonna leave an Applebee's <laughs> gift card. In my stocking, even though we get naughty all night, that's how blow we do. Blow up what in the front do. yard? I think I think it's like the uh, inflatables, rather not inflatable what? <laughs> like you know, uh, reindeer or Santa things or oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't. I didn't know there was a class association with any of that. I didn't know that was bougie. I didn't wasn't aware that there was. It's <laughs> really expensive. Yeah, given yeah. Given my, I don't, I don't my, my extremely extremely hard street Christmas decorations. My Yoda nativity scene is upper class. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Did, I think, did, but that's the point of the song is that it's not fancy. It's Applebee's fancy. Mm, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. I'd say the 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 point at which, by the way, this kind of like involuntarily shat the pants of my brain. Was uh, was, <laughs> was that go Jesus at your birthday? That's yeah. That's, <laughs> so can I can I harp on the fanciness of the song for a second? Because yeah. if you're not of Nashvilleian or near Nashvilleian extraction, I'm not sure you understand why this is so insidious. It, this is like this is all part of that. The this song is not saying that we're just simple folk and Applebee's is fancy for us. No, no, no. This is all part of that fake distressed. Like I live in a restored farmhouse that I paid seven hundred thousand dollars to make it look weathered for. Mm-hmm. Like, f- like fake adopting a class consciousness below your own for aesthetic reasons. I put mm-hmm. a tractor that's, in front of it that no one will ever drive. That's what makes this song so awful. Also, it sucks. But the the people, the, the, um, the image and the lifestyle that it is celebrating sucks as well. The uh. The brands that are dropped in this song, which is not uh, very uh, long. Can I keep? Can I keep going? Yeah, man, I, sure, sure. It's getting sure. good. It's getting good to me here. Sure, <laughs> please. Verse, t- verse two, again brought to you by. <laughs> I guarantee. All that was verse one. <laughs> no, that was just the chorus. Oh. Verse yeah. one. Verse one. I'll I'll do real quick. Christmas is back, y'all. Bells in the track, <laughs> y'all. Mall Santa scaring babies in his lap, y'all. My oh. babies. My baby's cozy. She mistletoes me like mistletoe is a verb. Oh no! Yep. Mm-hmm. And she be slaying, and she be slaying that Mariah karaoke. I doubt it. And then I there's a, she's doing that. And then yeah. there's a pre-chorus that says, and all the Starbuckers in the line say, "Put some peppermint mocha in my latte." That's yeah. not. Those are two different. <sighs> All right, whatever. I'm telling you, listen, we're going to radicalize at least six or seven listeners here. All right, be like, please. Marxism was right. Please. Go ahead. Do verse two now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just going to continue this. I didn't mean to make you a Maoist. I'm just reading the lyrics. I Should I, I? You know what? I'm not. I know who made me aware of this song, and I do want to give them credit, but I also don't want it them to catch me. It was a Connell. What it was, it was. It was a lady. Oh. So... Oh. Right. And it was not in a, like, this is a good thing way, but I'm not going to yeah. blow this person's spot up. Please go ahead. No, verse, no tell us who and we'll beep it out. Um, verse two. Got matching jammies on. We watching Home Alone. Yeah, you know Apple fitting to drop another iPhone. Fitting uh, Traffic's obnoxious. Dad's at the office. He got to pay for mama's Amazon boxes. Mm. Uh, the person who's, who uh, made me aware of this is... This is she's not happy about this. I want to be clear. What do, do to you? Um, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yes, yeah, it's, it's real bad. It's real bad. This basically, by is the this, way, every time they need wish. 
every time they need a lyric, they just look up at like a sign, you know, yes. like on the interstate, right? They're like large brand. And well, large this, brand. this is this is like SEO song. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, what do people want to search for at Christmas time? Mariah, Starbucks, peppermint mocha, uh, Applebee's gift card, probably not that. This Amazon, is, Apple iPhone, like this, this is a it, like it's it's just of, missing free iPad. We're trying to gene truck shorts cutie an entire nation. This is a brilliant use of genius.com, which Marvel is casting the, rumors question? The most brilliant SEO website ever where every lyric turns into essentially its own link. Yeah. So here what we're doing is we're selling affiliate ads on those link in our song about those ads. Okay, but here's here's what's messed up. The Genius page for this song has no links whatsoever. Maybe Genius just isn't doing this anymore, but I feel like that was a conscious choice where they were like, we're not annotating this. We have a line, and we're drawing it here. <laughs> just give it a minute. Is it a this new song? It's not worthy of scholarship. <laughs> Here's, is it a new song? There will be a number one scholar on this song. It's yeah. fair, it's, it's, it, it was listed on November 10th, so it's been up for a couple weeks. The, the scholars are still studying it. Yeah. Uh, here's the bridge. Big buck on the wall with a red nose on it. Leg lamp with some fishnet hose on it. So many what? lights. We, so many lights. We got the neighbors and the breakers tripping. Girl, that ugly sweater sweater got me Grinch grinning. Like kids better hit the hay fast, y'all. No. Unless you want to see your mama kissing daddy claws. There's numerous references. There's two references in this song to basically bang it on Christmas. Yes. Which of like, if you got kids, uh, I'll tell you, that's not happening on Christmas. That's a stressful. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> nope. So you're going to be back up at 3 a.m. Exactly. You're going to be back up at like, I tell you, like you drink a bunch of eggnog. Mmm, boy. <laughs> drink a bunch of eggnog. Drink a bunch of cookies. I'm so bloated. I'm so bloated. It's time to bone. <laughs> I, also like, I also like that this is a song that combines two things. Hooray, it's the birthday of the baby Jesus and Daddy Horny. <laughs> Daddy Horny. Well, where do you think that baby came from? God was horny. Daddy <laughs> Horny. In the bed after eating all those, those snacks out for Santa, you're like, here comes Kludgy Claws. Um, Jason, where can we get more religious scholarship like God was horny? <laughs> I mean, we're told that Mary was a virgin. There's also a verse that says, Mary's like, how am I going to conceive? I'm a virgin. And God's like, watch this. Do the fucking math, folks. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, I want to hear a, a charity thing. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's do it. Okay. So, my novel, Hell is a World Without You, which is available uh, wherever. Shut down full books, Amazon, wherever. So, makes Jason my novel, Hell is a World Without You, which is available uh, universe-wide. Let's put it that way. Anywhere, anywhere in the universe that I know of. Um, there is an element to it where all pre-order money, all money that comes in before February 12th, 2024, including those of you who happen to uh, somehow take advantage of Amazon not knowing what pre-orders are and happen to already have your copy, yes, that money too will be included. Um, you, you also have a bonus typo in your edition. See if you can find it. Um, all of that money will be donated to the Trevor Project in February. Uh, and... Before I reveal what that number is through the first uh, five days, um, so the average typical novel that goes through like a traditional publishing house, um, the advance for that will be about $10,000 usually. Um, and if the author is able to make that in royalties over the course of a year or two, then great, successful book launch. Hell is a World Without You, after expenses, has well over doubled that at just Shutdown Full Books alone, plus 
Amazon Money, Google Play, Barnes & Noble, Bookshop, etc., etc. So uh, already a successful book launch, and we're going to run the fucking score up. Because, <laughs> <Niche>. like, <laughs> because, yes, folks, uh, long-time listeners know we love the word niche because uh, this very podcast was called that by a New York City... Um, <laughs> New York City, a New York City media person. Then it, and then it went on to become a, 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 a I almost said nine figure. Bit of a uh, rallying cry. Property, but uh, yes, this very book was called Niche by a New York City publishing person who also called it distinctive and enjoyable. So like, it's great shit, but I don't understand it. It's Niche. So magic fucking word. Uh, I love that word. I adore that word. Keep it coming. Uh, so yeah, it's it's it's. A nice, a nice launch, and we're going to keep it fucking going uh, for at least two more months. And then, guess what we're going to do? Bum, bum, bum! It's the announcement. Here it is. Days after this book uh, releases, for those of you for whom it hasn't already released, uh, <laughs> the return... Time is, time is a human construct. <laughs> the return of Shutdown Fullback Live on february i should already know this date february 16th in atlanta georgia wait wait wait. to be clear you said shut down fullback live taking it back (laughs) yeah like i I am told that the facility has a couch and i said and they were and and they were like we have a stage and we have a couch which one do you want where and i'm like the same place mostly i'm concerned because if it's shut down fullback live spencer's gotta shave I, full cast live. Shut down full cast live in Atlanta, Georgia. For Have we done a live show in four years? Mm-hmm. Is that the yeah. last one we were supposed to do was uh, South, South by Southwest by. in 2020. <laughs> All right. It would have been in March. So it'll be right before this. This was the South by that got canceled because of COVID. So we'll be coming up on, I guess, 47 months. Wow. Yeah. And this will be our first with server in the house. So we will have magnificent audio folks flawless <laughs> the uh, gauntlet has been thrown server's gonna have this like under his fucking thumb like it's a steely dan recording <laughs> session he's like no take 38 the it's venue will be the vi- you got this buddy the venue will be monday night brewing's garage it's a lovely venue lovely brewery um they they're down with the cause they support the mission um you will get a live full cast episode, and we are doing a disasters episode. And yes, it is relevant because we are doing church disasters. All right? <laughs> Can't wait to hear Spencer's. Have a good one. <laughs> the disaster is church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll also get a copy of my novel with an exclusive sticker on it, 2024 Atlanta Mission Trip. Um, you will get a $7 drink voucher. They have plenty more drinks. They have pizzas that you can buy there. Um, and we'll make sure there's like an hour for Q&A and signings and fellowshipping and all the usual stuff. And like, you know, all your uh, all your internet friends will be there. And all proceeds are going to charity. All of this is going into the Trevor Project pile as well. Um, tickets are available right now. JasonKirk.SplashThat.com. We might f- come up with a gimmick URL <laughs> We'll see about that. Um, This is linked on my sub stack. uh, As you are hearing this, I have emailed it out today. So look in your email if that's simplest for you. Um, JasonKirk.SplashThat.com. Looking through here for any other details. Oh, ticket prices will increase after Friday, December 1st. So if you're hearing this and you think that sounds fun, jump on it. Because you're getting a good deal. You're getting a $50 book. You're getting a $7 drink voucher. And you're getting a show 
Uh, and, you know, maybe you've already ordered the book. Thank you. Bless you. Now you have a copy to give away. All and right? this is, this if is, I believe. This on the, if you downloaded the show the day they come out, ticket prices go up after the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Like the movie. Remember that. Um, and I believe this is the Friday after the Super Bowl. It is. Which so means we'll be is, we'll be celebrating the Falcons winning their first championship. We will championship, right? <laughs> be celebrating be a huge day. the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers in oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, come on. At least you give us it. the Dolphins. <laughs> God damn it. This is intentionally timed so the football season's done. So you're like, oh, what am I going to do with the offseason? You're going to read a book is what you're going to do. All, all right. All right. Let's each. Let's each. It's, today we're recording this on November 28th. Let's each throw out a Super Bowl champion. Just to see if one of us can nail it. I'll, I'll go first. Take Eagles first. I'll go first. No, I'm not going to take the Eagles because oh, I love I'm taking the Eagles. It's, it's good. All right, Holly's taking. Holly's, 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 Holly's taking the Eagles. Yep. I'm going to take. Mm, I'll, I'll take the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. Who's Who's drafting next? Spencer, who you got? Uh, I am going to go Baltimore Ravens from Ooh. the AFC. No, just pick a winner. Don't pick a matchup. Oh, you just want to pick a winner? Just, just a winner. Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Server, who you got? You took my team. Uh, okay, if you want the Dolphins, I'll take the Lions. No, no, no. no. I'll oh, take okay. the Whoa. Yeah, it's right. crazy that that's a good pick. That's it right. is. Who do you want, Server? I'm sorry. I'm going to take the 49ers. Okay. All right. Uh, the other Dolphins. In <laughs> The Dolphins. The Dolphins. What love gold? <laughs> the Dolphins mm-hmm. satellite campus. Okay. Dolphins, Dolphins and Niners awesome. are totally the Spider-Man meme because. Uh, yeah, there is an element of that. So I currently kind of hate the Chiefs this year, but I'll take the Chiefs because you know if, if the improvement spike happens, then we're, then we're sitting pretty. Okay, so, so not taking the Falcons. So congrats to Fuck every no. <laughs> congrats to every other team. One of you is going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, there you have it. The and Bills, and the Bills, the Bills will win the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, buddy, it ain't going to be the fucking Bills. I promise you that. The Bills will win. <laughs> if the Bills fire Sean McDermott oh and then game. they go on a rip. <laughs> they, if Joe Brady's the head coach, they're going to win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys are going to lose to the Lions in the NFC Championship. That is insanely cursed. Yep. And then the Broncos are going to be the Lions of the Super Bowl, and it's going to be the worst time for everybody. <laughs> a week, uh, of, a week of Russell Wilson media. Uh-huh. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Oh, last live show thing. Uh, we'll we'll probably have a few special guests as well, so there will be more to announce. So that's right. Gonna... Russell Wilson will be there, ladies and gentlemen. Like, hey guys. Well, well, he'll be busy celebrating the Super Bowl. So we we'll were talking about else. Jesus. That's true. Yeah, yeah, come on, Russ. Let's talk about youth group, Russ. I know you were there. I know you were there. Uh, okay, do we have Derek any other? Derek po- you were there too. Do we have any other podcast business while we're here? None for me. Okay, Holly and Spencer don't want to. Did you want? I don't know. We haven't talked about Channel Six in a little bit. That's true. You can. Interesting happening. Yeah. <laughs> You got a football season that you are you are uh, covering. If you're why your top whatever is late is because uh, Spencer is sick as shit. Spencer's body went boom. Yeah, my body went boom, but we're gonna get that out. It's Folks, happening. Subscribe now to support Spencer through his condition. Yep. That is correct. Yeah, there we go. Spencer is showing up despite his ailment, in an effort to keep his Cal Ripken streak going. Simply, yeah. simply for you, folks. So. That's yes. right. The Iron Horse of podcasts. Iron <laughs> casters. Iron, iron, iron mule. <laughs> iron donkey. 
A big iron. We bought an iron zoo. I would watch that. Um, if we've concluded with that business, I want to move on to another kind of business, and that's um, my favorite kind of business, which is how did you introduce your new coach this week? Because uh, I laughed at Texas A&M introducing Mike Elko. Initially, what they did have a formal everybody grip and grin and sing and and say things like, "Oh, we're gonna make this song off." Yeah, we're going to saw him off, and I'm, I already know the words, and that was good. Like, mm-hmm. shouts out to Mike Elko, by the way. Hadn't done he that in a while. better fucking know the words. No, but he knew the words, and he did and all the shit. We, he avoided, he passed a crucial element of the head coach. Yeah, but, test. like, what what Duke football traditions did he have to learn in them? Like, he didn't have to replace it with anything. Slapping the floor. Insurance. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Slapping the turf. Correct. <laughs> insurance fraud, as Holly noted. Yep. Yeah, insurance fraud. Uh so good on him for that. But my favorite part of that was there was something before where he just got off the plane and they didn't do the Jimbo North Korean uh, welcome wagon thing <laughs> that they did with Jimbo. If you'll remember, Jimbo got off and they had the band playing like and Jimbo walking off and waving and gripping and grinning. Nope. He just got off the plane. He just got off the plane, went in there like much respect. That's growth, y'all. Just yes, we're not doing that. Growth for time. who? For is it like they they did they develop a brief awareness that they were made fun of like for the first time ever Aggies were like the outer world exists what weird yeah I think the timing helped too that it was at night they were just like just get him in just get him in oh so they don't have a rapid deployment band like yeah a band they can airdrop (laughs) there's probably a list right it's like a para band like go. There's this like encoded, like encrypted WhatsApp chat of band members who are like, we're ready to deploy at any minute. The splinter cell of band needs to be there. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's growth on their part that they just decided to have as normal a press conference as they could for their hire. (laughs) I think where mind you, everyone was swaying arm in arm, singing about like uh, butchering a cow's head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's again, we're on a curve. We're on a curve. Clear the wind now. You know, but like Holly and I were talking on, I believe it was late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. We were talking about how bad this coaching search could be. And after the Mark Stoops uh, era at Texas A&M, which lasted all of uh, 45 minutes, I think, it could have slid into like, you know, Tennessee territory real fast. Yeah. Yeah. They they could have hired a seven and five coach from a basketball school. I mean, instead, they, they hired a 7-5 coach from a basketball <laughs> school. So, major save by that internet mutiny. Thank God that happened. Because, mm-hmm. like, any time you almost hire a guy who's won a Citrus Bowl, and instead you're able to hire a guy who's won a Military Bowl, nice work. Wow. They hired a cheaper one. For, so like, it's like... Oh, they're should... poor? You poor Aggies? Huh? Ah, <laughs> oh, we're going to pay him more! Jason Kurtz said raise him! <laughs> I don't think you can pay Mike Elko very much money. He... The uncharitable thing I have to say about the Mike Coco hiring, which I don't have a problem with, and I'm not like, I, this is not like, I think they made the wrong choice. I'm not smart enough to really have an opinion on that. But I think it is interesting that a lot of what was sort of postured about why Mike Coco was a good choice was like, he will help keep certain staff members in place and he will help like with some continuity in the program, recruits, etc. Like that, the sort of like, oh, he will, he will hold the ship together. 
And I kind of thought the whole point of firing Jimbo was you hated this boat and you wanted to burn it down. Do you, like, so, do you like the defense and you want a new offense? Is that I, it? Yeah, it's just sort of like, it's it's it seems curious to me that it's like, oh, this will be stability when like, that's not what you wanted. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a totally decent hire. Totally defensive yeah. makes total sense. The process is what's funny to me. Yes, mm-hmm. like, that's fair. Like, if, if they had come out and if they'd skipped the whole weekend drama and they just hired Mike Elko, I'd say, oh, sure, that makes sense. Do you think I, – I, I read somewhere that Elko was basically going to give Duke time to match the offer. Do you think Duke even, like, pondered nope. that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Not okay. for a damn second. Okay. I, I, oh, I laugh because – What is Duke's endowment? Like, how many billions is it? Like, I, I, know they, I know they some. could, but there's because just no way they ever would. It was – if you look at what he's getting, I think he was making around three and a half mil to coach at Duke, and he's making seven mil. $11.6 billion <laughs> is the answer to Jason's question. And Duke was like, nah. No, thanks. Nine. Uh, I think that the, the funniest thing is that they just doubled the salary. Like, that's they just did the, like, Aggie what? math. Boy math. Is they did boy math. They were like, oh, Aggie we're going to pay you twice what you were making. Twice? How does twice sound? Like, mm-hmm. Sure. Aggies are real tough negotiators. <laughs> This, by contrast, was very tough negotiating from them. <laughs> That's true. They have they have become a bit more frugal as of late. If if you are a grocer or a butcher in College Station, putting out a sign that says market price must be the most powerful <laughs> financial move you have for your business. The salmon's a thousand dollars. I don't know what to tell you. That, it, that's, that's what the market will bear. That's how much money you want. Bam! <laughs> Give me that fish. <laughs> But I want to pay you more. <laughs> however, right. much, however much money you want, however much I got. Well, that's market price now, isn't it? There's also uh, there's also in the contract a series of incentives, which everyone's already made fun of because, lol, Aggies winning things. But uh, he gets a million dollars if they make the college football playoff more likely than one might suspect with the expanded college football uh, playoff field. Uh, advance to college football uh, playoff quarterfinals. And or win the SEC conference title. <laughs> That's the million five or one point five mil. Uh two mil if you advance to the semis, two point five if you advance to the championship game, and then a three point five if you win the national championship. My favorite, you get fifty grand of the multi year APR of nine sixty or above. So. Priorities. I love it. Let's <laughs> just Let's throw you. We'll just throw you like a a nice Subaru if you manage to get everybody to. <laughs> Not cross. even a nice one at this point. Yeah, they do retain a certified value. pre-owned Subaru. <laughs> a certified pre-owned ascent, buddy. We can get you in that with all the bells and whistles. I I don't awesome. have a I don't have a problem with these because every coach's contract has this. Like yeah. no matter where you coach, there is a clause in there about if you win the national championship. I think my problem is. I would like to see it scale more appropriately depending on the job. Like if you take, I don't know, if you take the San Diego State job, which is open, Mm -hmm. the bonus for winning the national title should be $100 million. Yeah, yeah. That's what it should be. I think I saw someone's, it might have been Jerry Kill uh, with like a $50,000 national title um, bump bonus in his contract. Like it should be $50 billion. Yes, it should should be $50,000 at Alabama. That's right. Yes, at Alabama, it's if you don't win it, you pay back half. (laughs) Right, right. 
Right. These things are just like they're they're inappropriately and maybe at A&M, those are roughly what the numbers should be, but they're never right. And they and I and I guess schools are just like, well, we can't possibly. But if if you're San Diego State, why not just say, yeah, the here's the offer, coaches. We can't pay you a ton of guaranteed money. We can give you $100 million if you win a national title. So I think this, the national championship incentives thing, it should be standardized across the board. It should be like someone decides how much every school gets. That yeah. someone should be Bud Elliott. Yes. And no. the bigger the number he gives you, the meaner he is being to you, right? And, and, and <laughs> what you do if you're the school, every year you place a hedge where you're sort of like, okay, what are our odds to win the national championship? We're going to bet enough to cover the coach's contract if we if we if we get to that point. So when Bud says Miami is allowed to spend thirty billion dollars for a for a national title. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's the worst, oh, the worst Miami insult. must suck. Because yeah. <laughs> you need to. Because you need to. I can't wait till somebody tries to game the system on this by being like, hey, are we the twelfth seed? Cool. Everybody's getting access to the most powerful Soviet steroids that are still left in the vaults, right? Mm-hmm. You're all we're basically you're, you're just going to be on every PED nano machines. You know, yeah, except we've got Senator Armstrong just like <laughs> on the sidelines. <laughs> I made it the fuck up. We're yeah. investing that million. Yeah. I also love that we have um, college basketball tourney creep. Has, it's it's already here. It took mm-hmm. less than a decade for us to expand this thing because coaches are like, you know, if I make the playoff, I can't be fired. So why don't we just all make the playoff? What if make the playoff? Did you win? <laughs> I made the playoff. Look at this. Uh, Penn State has made the playoff. Dude, James Franklin is made in, for this shit. Six years James in a row. Franklin 12 seed? <laughs> like Jimbo would have made it, what, uh, once, twice? Yeah. Uh, so so more? if we're going off the current rankings... Uh, which a we're recording this before the most updated ones have come out. So this is so you know what I should actually use the AP Top Twenty Five. Let me let me fix that. So if we're going off the current AP Top Twenty Five, the twelfth seed would be Oklahoma. Oklahoma would be in the playoff. Ole Miss would be in the playoff. Penn State would be the ten seed. Missouri, are you getting a? Are you Missouri getting... would be in the playoff. So I think it's top five conferences, right? That's true. I haven't I have I haven't adjusted for that part of it. But I think all the all the P five, there's not a bad P five this year, so that wouldn't. That no, wouldn't it wouldn't. It wouldn't really apply. The this ACC is, rule doesn't apply this. I year. mean, it would. It would potentially lead to. It does create potentially weird things like Oklahoma State can make the playoff. Right. Yeah. Which is a way. Which like they're 19th right now. There's no. They're a three loss team. That can't happen. In Iowa this version, can yes, make they can. The playoff. Yeah. Yes. Like Notre Dame is going to make the playoff a shit ton. Yeah. An absolute shit ton. Yeah, they're built for that. Um, I don't know. Be like Iowa. You're right. I think like Iowa. Shit, Iowa would probably have a good chance to make the playoff, even if they don't win. Every year there will be like you know the third best team in the SEC West always yes. ranks eleventh, right? Yeah. Always. It, it literally, literally the eleventh team in the AP right now. Ole Miss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that team is almost always Auburn, right? <laughs> yes. So many pointless, useless playoff bids mm-hmm. that get coaches contracts extended thanks to the new playoff. All yeah. in the SEC West. Yeah. And and the flip side is going to be, which I think is going to be really fun. There are a number of schools right now where I think there's at least an understanding that situationally it's hard to make a four-team playoff. And there's not necessarily pressure like, I don't think Dan Lanning is under a lot of pressure to make the playoff year after year right now. 
Pac-12 has a bunch of systemic disadvantages. Uh, you know, four te- it, it, nobody expects the Pac-12 to get two teams in, et cetera, et cetera. That will change as they move to the Big Ten and as it becomes a, like, 12-team playoff. And that's, like, that will 100% be true of Miami. Like, I don't think the expectations for Mario Cristobal right now are, like, he he is in trouble because he hasn't made the 14 playoff. If he doesn't make the 12 team playoff in the next two years, huge problem. Yeah, Billy Napier. If he doesn't make the 12 team playoff in the next two years, huge problem. Yeah, that's a, that that is a really good point. I I just enjoyed. By the way, this is this is also a video game issue that we've done here. We've really lowered the bar for badge keeping, right, and badge earning. Sure. Yeah, this is great. Like we're gonna get so many coaches who pull like Houston Nutt would have worked the shit out of this. Well, oh yeah, he would have made at least a couple. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's it's also interesting because and this wasn't anybody's plan. I mean, to some extent, it was the plan, but the fact that we're getting super conferences at the same time that we're moving to twelve teams, those are things that are gonna go in very different directions because now it's a lot harder to get the automatic bid from the SEC or the Big Ten. Or frankly, the ACC or the Big Twelve, like the, the what you have to run through is very different, and so expectations are rising at the same time that I think difficulty is for a lot of programs. I think mm-hmm. the ACC's auto bid is really like I think I, honestly I think Clemson is in a really good spot. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Because like you look at who's joining the Big Ten, you know, and who's joining the SEC. And like the Big Twelve, there's anyone could win in any year. Yes, sure. Whereas the ACC's like Clemson and FSU, and you're adding Cal and Stanford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's diluted. That's probably true. Most yeah. of the time, at least. Yeah. Like shout out to SMU, I guess. But SMU, um, you're here too. That's fine. Um, yeah. SMU a chance at a, at an NY six. Certainly, year, to be certainly Clemson's uh, Clemson and Florida State's path does not change drastically. It, I think it gets slightly easier, slightly easier. Maybe so. I mean, like winning the conference is slight. Other than like you have to travel to Stanford in the middle of the season. Other right. than that shit, right? <laughs> Which right. that's not insignificant. No, I guarantee not. you're going to get a real stupid game out of one of those trips. <laughs> I think. I think the one thing that may complicate it is, and we saw this a little bit with the Big Twelve this year, and I think we're going to see it a lot more going forward. Is if you are Clemson. Or if you are Florida State, you know, in the old, in the old divisional setup, you had a very clear like win your division, you get to the ACC championship game. In this huge divisionless mega conference, you do run the risk of kind of like what do you do with a Louisville, a team that you didn't play, you didn't have a chance to knock them out in the regular season, and so you potentially like can get leapfrogged by a team like that. Or, there, or you you can find yourself in a situation where it's like, well, shit, we took a loss, but this other team who just happened to get a different schedule didn't, and so now we are somehow behind the eight. Like, that can be, I think, a complicating factor is scheduling equity is going to be wildly different at this point. It For all the reasons that it already is, and then some. I would like to interrupt this broadcast. Some important breaking news. Oh no! Oh, can't. That is the correct answer. By the way. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Did somebody get fired? No. Did somebody get hired? Hmm. No. Did somebody, Did somebody get caught? We're doing a little vetting. Okay. Oh, there's a rumor. Okay. Ew. 
Uh, Please yes. tell me it's a groomer. It's <laughs> better than that. It's a groomer. Uh, what? Sources, according to Pete Thermal. That, that better not mean Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, sources. Arkansas, Pruitt to Duke. All right. Arkansas is vetting, vetting hiring former head coach Bobby Petrino as the school's next offensive coordinator. Petrino has indicated in the recruiting space that he's in the mix for what? an SEC coordinator job. What the fuck? Is this legal? It might not be possible <laughs> uh, because I don't know if you can be hired after being fired for cause as a state I mean, employee. Yeah. They're an- if the, if it's, there are laws in Arkansas, then Arkansas fans have already pulled the relevant. Arkansas. <laughs> well, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Wow. Hmm. Of all yeah. the places he could go, that's uh, that's one of the yeah. best ones. That's one of them. I, I know where all my stuff. I know where the grocery store is. Yeah, a lot of memories on those <laughs> on those roads <laughs> on those roads dusty roads campus. A lot of memories on those parking lots. Broken road and collarbone. <laughs> There I was riding the hog. That's going to be one hell of a side by side intro press conference photo. And, and there she was riding the hog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think a- the only I think the only darker humor there would be if they were like we're hiring Bobby Petrino as the volleyball coach. That's oh, darker. No. Keep that far much away. darker. Um, so he's yeah. going to need at that at that intro presser. Um, you know, he's going to like Dion. Dion showed up with you know, showed up with a catchphrase. Right? What did Dion say when he when he got there? So 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 Bobby Petrino might might look back and think, well, Dion built up a lot of hype. There's there's this thing he said. I think Bobby Petrino might say it too. Bobby Petrino might say, "I'm coming." <laughs> Again, I'm coming again. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I go like with... I like that. Just a, a few days ago, off, <laughs> off the podcast, Jason was like, "I don't think I'm gonna do Petrino voice again." There's no, there's no reason to do. Ew, you did this. <laughs> you brought him say, back. Are you gonna say something like? I'm bringing my own own baggage and it's Nordstrom rack. And it's dirty. (laughs) Dirty bags. Um, Arkansas's existence continues to be quite cruel and strange. Scientists are debating whether Arkansas exists or not. Why does why does we liked for a long time? Sam Pittman sure does like to hire shitheads. Between between. Bobby Petrino, if it happens in Danny knows, like, what is what is Arkansas's fetish with? Like, I think I'm gonna get back with my high school girlfriend. <laughs> I'm gonna message her on Facebook and see if she wants to see my dick. Hey, too- you know that guy everyone here hates? <laughs> I'm gonna hire him. It's too late, start over. Who's Not after this? Lou Holtz? Like, where? <laughs> like, you're just going through the. You know that guy who put his mistress on a state funded payroll? Uh, is Sam and, and, Pittman building up to hiring Tommy Tuberville? Is that what's happening oh here? This is all oh, it's Houston Nut. Sam it's, Pittman, the answer is America. It's Houston Nut. That's who it's going to be. Is, is he Houston just not as half as interview hungry as he was a couple years ago? He's sitting at home right now, going, "Fucking really." <laughs> is he just assembling? Is he just doing the thing like 
Like, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? Is he just doing everybody who would like to recoup themselves back into the Arkansas job, putting them all under one roof? Bobby Petrino, Houston Nutt. Hell, maybe he hires Chad Morris as a consultant. He's just building himself like a golem of failed Arkansas coaches for <laughs> once. Know. He knows how much everybody in the admin likes him, so he's only hiring people who it's super, super easy to fire as scapegoats. This man's assembling Oceans 1 and 11. <laughs> thank you thank you john l smith to the courtesy phone <laughs> you could just i think you should just hire john l smith just to rehire and fire him several times over if, i like that guy i, I love him, him. <laughs> what a nice guy great this dude never been hotter wherever he is hire him yeah the pit like, probably I, living in a burlington coat factory we need the hot piss Bring the hot piss back. <laughs> please, please, Papa. Our piss has grown please. cold. Exactly. <laughs> We've had to sustain on the coldest of urines. Uh, his whereabouts, last known location, Kentucky State University. Yes, Frankfurt, Barrett. I, I will keep Christmas in my heart and keep the piss hot all year long. Has <laughs> <laughs> your piss Listen, grown cold? The Arkansas, <laughs> the Arkansas Christmas Carol. The Arkansas version of a Christmas Carol. The University of Arkansas football version is incredible. Yeah. Jerry Jones is Marley, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Bubba Dick still works. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Pokey Ghost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what else? What else happened in coach hiring this week? We're supposed to do what? How are we supposed to follow Pokey Ghost? We just Pokey push, Ghost. We just we just <laughs> push forward. Yeah, we just one. ignore it. That's the one. You know what else can push forward? <laughs> <laughs> this old mule. Watch me go. <laughs> Get me and um, Jim Irsay in a room together. <laughs> you there, boy? Well, yeah, Jim seen me fuck. <laughs> He knows little JJ puts it down. He's impressed too. Takes a lot to impress Jim. My my favorite ele- my favorite part of the Cowboys book that Jeff Perlman wrote was about the um was about Jerry Jones having sex with a woman on his private jet. And the description from someone who was there was, yeah, there was some noise and some shaking, but not for long. <laughs> Like a Cowboys playoff run. Old Double J gets it done fast. <laughs> Wild card exit. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Mississippi State hired Jeff Levy, which um, yeah. not a lot of jokes about that one. Next, no, no, it's not. There, there is a, that's the joke. <laughs> but I'm, that's, that's, I'm sure it's. A, I'm sure it's an okay hire. I'm sure. super. I, I give it a B plus. How about that? The um. This is a weird group of jobs that are open. It's like it's a weird group of hires too. Well, like the the jobs that are open, it's like you got some mid major upper crusts with mm-hmm. Boise State. Uh, Houston has been there. <laughs> San Diego <laughs> State probably. San Diego kind of State applies. should be their basketball yeah. team. Certainly is. Yeah. And then mm. you have like a bunch of power conference jobs that are historically among the hardest: Duke, Mississippi State. Uh, Oregon State, Indiana, Indiana, Syracuse. That is like, it is, you know, there are only a couple Power Five schools that belong in that list of the hardest jobs, right? Um, And then you got some of the absolute toughest places, ULM, UTEP, New Mexico. So, like, like, I I guess you'd want that Houston job the most, but this is a... Oh, absolutely. A weird group. I don't That's know. If you can make $15 million at the University of Indiana, 
Like, I was going to yeah, say, how true, dare we apparently. skip over <laughs> the Tiffany brand of the University of Indiana? What's, the with their $20 million dollar buyouts? I like, don't. Nah, it, it got negotiated down. It wasn't 20 mil. It ended up being like 15.5, which I, I don't know why Tom I, Allen negotiated down. I, I maybe. Needs it. He's a nice man. Needs it now. Oh. Yeah, maybe I need to. Yeah, Tom's Tom's in deep with some guys. <laughs> Although I guess I guess the counterpoint is Tom Allen was probably like, you know what? It's probably worth five million for me not to have to coach Indiana football anymore. Like there are benefits to me as well here. Also, I just called Oregon State a power conference job. Yes, of course they are. They're yep. in the Pac-12. As of now, problem. as of now, mm-hmm. until and, like and July first or whatever, they yeah. will remain in the Pac-12. That's true. That's true. As they 50 own per- all those assets. As fifty percent co-owners of the Pac-12's assets. Leave the number on it. Don't change it to Pac-2 or whatever. No matter, like, even if you had the whole Mountain West and it's the Pac, whatever, fuck it. It's the Pac-12 forever. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. That's my, 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 <laughs> like, how do you approach? I approach Indiana and be like, <clears throat> I will take a $19 million buyout. <laughs> Plus $1 million bonus for the courtesy <laughs> yeah. of, of negotiating. Down. For a finder's favor, me finding the door. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk in and be like, y'all know what's up. I'm, I'm I'm looking to coach Indiana, and you know how that ends. So, nineteen point nine million dollars. That's where we start this little buyout discussion. You're the ones who hired an Indiana football coach. You had to know how it was going to end. Mm-hmm. Am I a good coach? Yes. Will I be coaching Indiana? Yes. Are those two things necessarily the same? They will not be. No. <laughs> that Venn diagram is very small. <laughs> <laughs> Because remember, God hates Indiana football. I'm just relying on the evidence that if there is a God, he's furious at Indiana football. I, I do appreciate that. Like during the peak of the pandemic, people adopted different hobbies that they pro- like. There are a lot of people who like probably have baking equipment that they're not using anymore, or crafts that they abandon, whatever. And Indiana's Indiana's pandemic splurge was like we're going to be a big time football program. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna learn to. To bake bowl like, wins. Like, God damn, Indiana should have just bought a Peloton like everybody else. <laughs> Didn't cost 20 mil. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. 15.5. 15.5. Only 15.5. just gone back what through Xeno gears, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. I hear it's great. Um, Mass Effect is really cheap these days, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so much to play. UCLA is not firing Chip Kelly, it seems like, right? Yeah. Always a positive sign when you have to come out. Uh, this has happened to a couple programs. My favorite anti-story when you come out and go, we're not firing him. No, not because there sticking. was there was like a report that they would, and then they beat USC. So it was yes. like, wh- why was there a report? I right, and then they got shelled by Cal. Sure, that happens. And now, now <laughs> it like it doesn't happen. <laughs> and truthfully, I think part of it, and Indiana is sort of like a little bit of proof of this, is that. One of the weird things about early signing day to some extent and the transfer portal to a larger one is like you are now in a weird no man's land where this is not a good time to fire a coach because you don't have time to bring in somebody new, re-recruit your existing roster, go out to the recruits that you already have commitments from. Like you're just pinched for time. And Indiana has like, I don't know, some like 20 guys who have entered the transfer portal since they fired Tom Allen. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be a little bit of what's going on at UCLA is it just sort of like you missed your, if you were going to pull this trigger and I don't necessarily think that's what had to happen. This is, you've missed the window and this is not the time to do it anymore. Now you have to wait until I don't know when, frankly. Next year. I guess so. Like 
next year. You just got to chill for a year. This is, this is, by the way, a move that programs have done and like every college football fan has to do, which is how long are you going to have to wait? I need you to wait at least 364 days. That's it. I'm going to need you to wait a long ass time for this to change. Like, right? like UCLA in the first five games of next year has to play LSU on the road, mm-hmm. Oregon at home, and Penn State on the road. Sure. Like, who did who did that? The Big Ten did that. You did that. By, <laughs> I mean, not the LSU part. That was a choice you made. But mm-hmm. like the rest of it is, and it's just sort of like this is the other thing that's going to be weird about these teams moving is like, yes, uh, UCLA gets to play Indiana. They get to play Rutgers, who is you know Rutgers is a bowl team. Like I can't say like oh that'll definitely be even like. UCLA has got to play Iowa. UCLA has got to play at Nebraska. And, like, you might win those games. they got to play Minnesota. These are games you might win. You're not going to have fun. It's not going to be like, oh, that was a satisfying time. It's just it's going to be very, very strange next year for, I think, almost all the Pac-12 teams. One of these Pac-12 teams, though, is going to be – it's going to be the non-native species let loose in an extremely favorable environment. I Mm -hmm. don't know which one it is. I I could not pick it for the life of me. I would laugh my ass off if it were Cal. There's no reason to think that it would be, but if it were, it would be utterly hilarious. I just know one of these guys is going to be like the cane toad. One of these teams is going to be like, oh God, this is what we've been looking is, for. Is it possible Utah? That would be the easy pick because you go, yeah. you know, they, they, they play defense, they yeah. run the ball, they have good special teams, you know. But that just means they're a good football team. No, I mean the right. one that just... For reasons unidentified, it's like, finally, the vibes are right. Finally. And you think it's going to be Cal. Okay. (laughs) Well, that would be the funniest answer. I didn't say it would be the answer. It'd be hilarious if it were UCLA. Like, everything, like, the UCLA were like, at last. Turns out playing Purdue feels good. Maybe. Sure. I don't think it's going to be USC. That's for goddamn sure. (laughs) (laughs) USC is going to look like expensive Purdue. Like... (laughs) Damn. <laughs> West Lafayette, indeed. Like, yeah, they're already, Lincoln Riley is already having to deal with rumors that he's going to leave to go with whatever NFL team drafts Caleb Williams. And he's oh. already having to say, like, no. Buddies. I, I came here to I came here to USC for the long haul because I'm committed. And it's like, sure. Who whatever. says that NFL team wants him? great question <laughs> i mean like like well granted the bears don't ever have any better ideas i mean yeah if it, it good or bad doesn't really describe an idea that the bears do it's just things happen things happen they're just gonna do that i don't know by the way if you saw the pass chart from justin fields last night uh it mm. looked like honestly it it was uh, you can't see it looked like they called like nine thousand perimeter screens there was like no passes down the field none look look. i know i know like football is wonderful and great but i think when the monday night game is bears vikings you really (laughs) need to ask yourself like am i caught up on household chores (laughs) have i called my mother sleep is good for you yeah like have i been getting good sleep i watched 10 minutes of this game it put me out Ow. <laughs> we say this is people who watch the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
Oh, thrilling. The <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes are thrilling in comparison. Tune in this Saturday. But like, but like part of this, Iowa kind of got thrown around compared to the Bears-Vikings game. And I think, at least for me, part of what makes Iowa more interesting than the Chicago Bears or the broken Minnesota Vikings is there is an extent to which this is what Iowa wants to do. And I can get on board with it more when it's like, this is the plan. It may not be pretty and it may not be a smart plan, but it is the plan. And there are lots of things Iowa is really good at. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, the Bears don't want to be this way. <laughs> they 100% don't. God made us wrong. <laughs> they just don't want to be this way. And they have been for fucking ever. Y'all want to look at the schedule? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, whew. How dare we not? So it's uh, one of the last looking at the schedule opportunities. The, the in fact, until uh, bowl episodes start. That's right. I see that hand. Uh, so before the uh, Pac-12 quarter, the final Pac-12 game is a playoff quarterfinal. How fucking stupid does that sound? <laughs> like this is the one game all week in which the winner makes the playoff. Must be a really good conference. Let's get rid of it. So stupid. Anyway, it'll be an awesome game. Should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oregon's really good. Every Washington game is good. Every Washington game, it doesn't matter how good their opponent is. The game is good. So yeah, they game make is guaranteed to be good. They make good game, and I see no reason for this to not be another very, very good game. Washington is like pro wrestlers who brag about how good their matches are, and it's like, wait a second. So you're saying you're not good at winning. You're saying you're good at like making your opponent also look like they're going to win. And Washington is like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> We're here to steal yeah. the show. Washington will put you over. Right? Washington will sell all your shit. You will absolutely get all your shit in. Washington will sell their ass off. Big dramatic swings. Yeah, and then to end it, you know, triple option with a, like, reverse option. Reverse pitch behind on an end around. Yeah, and then nobody kicks out of Michael Penix doing stuff <laughs> at the yeah. last minute. Yeah, which is which I think is a good comparison because I think there are people who are, at this point, irritated at Washington playing such an interesting football. And by interesting, I mean sometimes making drastic, <laughs> drastic miscalculations in the last three minutes of the game that nonetheless do not hurt them. Uh, elsewhere that night, America's team, New Mexico State, uh, having defeated Liberty South. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. Heads to, head to, heads to Liberty Prime <laughs> to uh, see if we can do something about this zero by Liberty's name. Thunderous applause and in moral support lend to the New Mexico State Aggies. <laughs> Crush them vanquishing evangelicals throughout i am i am a little i am a little perplexed that jamie chadwell has not gotten more discussion for some of these open jobs like given what he did at coastal and given what he has done this in in a single year at liberty which liberty was was fine but was not amazing they're usually the team that loses a few games against the worst schedule this year right. they've beaten all the games on the right. worst schedule right. so but i agree that the the record alone you feel like there'd be more interest yeah i'm kind of curious like what's, what's yeah what's that there? deal like for me the mississippi state job mm -hmm. i guess be, yeah might been... that might have been interesting and you know but but to jason's point like there are a lot of jobs out here where it's like, I don't know if I want that one. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm Jamie Chadwell, I'm not like, fuck yeah, Indiana, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, going from Liberty to Duke sounds 
I mean, they're they're like politically, you guys they're agree com- on stuff. Com- that's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the list of people who would be like Indiana, fuck yeah, let's go. That's a brilliant list of people who'd be like, woo, can't wait. Absolute psychopaths. Absolute psychopaths. Or Un- unretired Brady Hoke, baby. Or the coldest realists <laughs> that you have ever met in your life. Brady Hoke's like, let's go get me another boat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just angling for buyout. Strictly buyout. Yeah. Yeah. Speed running yeah. buyout. Buffet's open. <laughs> Shrimp. There it is. He's back. All the voices are back. Oh, God. Uh, Saturday, um, so Oklahoma State, Texas. Very strange Big 12 championship, but that's the neat trick. They always are. Yeah, well, strange-ass um, strange Oklahoma State team. Texas, two touchdowns favorite against an Oklahoma State team that has lost to South Alabama, and nevertheless, here they are. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And also, um, also didn't just lose to UCF, who barely made a bowl game. Got... Fucking hammered, hammered by UCF, forty-five to three. Yeah, yeah. One of the very strangest teams in the country, and they could knock the Big Twelve out of the. Playoffs. They have a, they have an awesome running back. Like Ollie Gordon is great. Mm-hmm. This is the Moon Knight of current Big Twelve teams. Just a big <laughs> ball of bullshit. Be careful. But they are they are they are very one-dimensional. Like they cannot throw the ball very effectively at all. No, and and I feel like. Given all the praise we've given Texas's giant defensive line, might be an issue. I I feel like it will present some problems. Yes. You trying to you trying to say that that Ollie Gordon might not be able to outrun eight hundred pounds of man in the middle of that line? Yeah, yeah. It is weird. Like, it is weird that Texas is sort of on the outside looking in right now. Like, get, looking at the conference as a whole and beating Alabama on the road and this, that, and the other, it is like, if you told me at the start of the year, Texas is going to have one loss heading into the big 12 championship. They're going to be playing a ranked team in the big 12 championship. And the loss was not to Alabama. I'd be Mm -hmm. like, well, they're definitely in the playoff. And it's like, they Mm -hmm. need at least one, probably two things to happen. to get in. They could use an upset for sure. Um, it, It is very, very strange. Like, the idea that you know, this is like sort of a side thing, but the idea that like Alabama wins the SEC championship and then they jump Texas feels very strange to me. Just from the it won't feel of, right. Yeah. Well, like I mean, think about it two years ago, right? Cincinnati beats Notre Dame, and everyone all year long is waiting for the shoe to drop for Notre Dame to jump Cincinnati. It doesn't happen. Yeah. And that's with Cincinnati having you know not a power conference schedule. They were just undefeated and had beaten Notre Dame. Here you have Texas with a power conference schedule for whatever that's worth. It's evidently worth a lot. And they beat in fucking Alabama by 10 in Tuscaloosa. And we're talking about a scenario where Bama just jumps them when the committee wasn't willing to do that with Cincinnati. Like, okay. If we have this idea that, you know, all the committee does is they, is they book um, highly valued TV properties, right? Well, surely they would have cashed that in in order to put Notre Dame in instead of Cincinnati, right? But they weren't willing to do that, but they're going to be willing to do that to Texas? Tech, they're going to take away Texas's <laughs> first title shot? Yeah, yeah. When they wouldn't mm-hmm. do that with Cincinnati? That is so strange to me. And if we're saying, well, they're ESPN SEC biased, Texas is an SEC team now. Yeah, it would, it, it, it would say, be quite useful. You want we them coming in as whole, valuable as possible. We could but, iron this whole thing out because, you know, you don't have to worry about that with the Pac-12's representative because you got a rematch, right? 
you could you could get that built you could you know potentially get that built into the schedule next year so yeah i mean texas does need a bit of help but bama over texas granted sure i i I, there will be arguments if bama beats georgia georgia can make all of this very very simple but i don't see it it's just weird that's all yeah yeah it doesn't feel right i don't think it will uh, Toledo can go twelve and one. <laughs> Just the team no one ever thinks about. That oh hi, we're twelve and one. Good for them. Mm-hmm. And Miami as well, ten and two. M- Miami in a conference title game. Don't see that very often. Hmm. Funny. Uh, uh, Boise State. Boise State versus uh, UNLV. This as was a force by computers. As yeah. determined by the mind of technology. <laughs> Bleep blorp. Here. Zero zero one. Boise State and UNLV, remarkable for two reasons, because, or actually three reasons. Boise State here, without their head coach. <laughs> Seven and five. <laughs> and UNLV here at all. That UNLV is is this good and doing this well. Uh, former Missouri uh, coach Barry Odom, thriving. In, 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 in one year. And also, you remember the other thing that happened to Barry Odom this offseason. He hmm. lost Bobby Petrino. He lost Bobby Petrino. <laughs> yeah. Which happens. So, Arkansas fans look forward to 2025. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. If someone tells you Boise State UNLV conference title game, you think, what's the spread? A million? No, it's two. Mm-hmm. It's two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it should be. That's about right. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Georgia Bama. Yep. Uh, SMU Tulane. <laughs> I'm, int- I'm curious to see if to- it's on. They're on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see if SMU is ranked because if so, that will uh, basically guarantee this is a New Year's Six play-in game. Because mm-hmm. um, Tulane is 23 ahead of tonight's rankings. I would assume bump up a bit. Um, but yeah, that that should it like you know if if Georgia Bama gets uh it's too too consequential for you just head on crank it on down a little a level yeah not that i think they could do this against tulane but uh very fond of the way smu plays football which is get on your ass <laughs> immediately they're the most like 28 point burst team in college football like if they get up on you it's not by oh a comfortable lead of seven it's like nope they just put up 35 <laughs> shit app state troy another good game at the time um the winner gets to pretend they RJMU, I guess. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And then, then <laughs> I mean, year. at least at least App State beat JMU. Yes, yes. Like they they have they Some, have that oh, and lost to four teams. Right. It's only two of them were in conference, but yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, App State the, App State having the weirdest. We did the minimum season. That's that's Boise State, but yes. Yeah, App State App State was more like, ah shit, this test is due tomorrow. Time to stay up all night. Boise (laughs) State win our last five games. Boise State was seven and five and then was like, Oh, I hope the computer picked this. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. Look how far we've come since the BCS days. A computer picked Boise State. That's right. Yeah. I took a bunch of trucker speed and beat JMU. That's that's (laughs) what happened to Appalachian State. Uh, as always, the Big Ten and ACC close the night out. Why? I don't know. Um, Michigan's a 23-point favorite over <laughs> Iowa, which means we're expecting a 24 to nothing final score. The over-under is 35 in a conference side of the game. <laughs> Magnificent. <laughs> um, and those, then, two, those two numbers combined, like the spread <laughs> being that big, but the over-under being that small is just so stupid. 
What do you expect Iowa to do? Take up like, space. Like I'm never going to obstruct. I've never seen Vegas more clearly signal like there's nothing for you here to watch. <laughs> so 35 divided by two. 17.5 divided by two. Uh, so the, so we're thinking. So Iowa is predicted to score about nine six. points. Yes. Yeah. That sounds uh, fair. I, the attorneys of Iowa just playing for a mistrial. That's really. <laughs> <laughs> Objection. <laughs> They might win, and if they do, it'll be the most disgusting thing you've ever it'll seen. It'll be the grossest shit you've ever seen in your life. Uh, meanwhile, you sold Louisville, me on this game, by the way. Louisville FSU should be pretty good. Should be, you know, should be competitive. Louisville's going to be real pissed off coming off the loss to Kentucky. Uh, yeah, should be a pretty decent game. As always, annual complaint that the Mountain West title game is not last. That shit should kick off at 11 p.m. I think inexcusable. That's inexcusable. I think that's, I think that's correct. I would also I would also probably take the mech going last for whatever reason. Sure. Pretend it's Tuesday. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Um Does Florida State have to worry at this point? Like not just like obviously they have to worry about beating Louisville, but like beyond yeah. that, do they have to worry that like they will get screwed? Yeah, they have to worry. I think so. I hate to say it, but I think yeah. so. I re- like it is so stupid. It's so fucked up that a team could go thirteen and O uh schedule LSU out of conference. Um you know, beat a good team in a conference title game and not be guaranteed. But I mean, the committee said 10 years ago in the event that a team's composition changes dramatically, we'll take that into account. That's stupid. That's not how sports work. But Mm -hmm. like the fact that we are booking title fights instead of um, awarding achievements, this might be the time they cash it in. If, you know, if FSU barely wins and say Bama stomps Georgia or something like that, it's fucked up, but this is the first time I think it could happen. Okay. And, 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 like, I hate feeling bad for FSU, especially an FSU that hasn't even been screwed yet and mm-hmm. might not be. Sure, pre, right. Because, like, cause like you know, FSU could hit 13-0, and the committee's just like, they're 13-0. We don't give a shit. They get a shot. And that'd be I great. Th- that'd be I, great. Th- I think that is more likely for what it's worth. I, I, I mean, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I agree. I do agree. But this is the first time I think it's a possibility. Mostly because I think if they can beat a, at least AP top 10 Louisville team, even though Tate Rotomaker is a step, whatever, from Jordan Travis. Mm-hmm. I think that will probably give them enough cover to be like, okay, like it would be different if this was insert extremely mid coastal team that yeah. you beat. Well, in, the, in their first game without, uh, with their first game with the backup quarterback. They went on the road against a six and five team. Uh, they were the not a six and five team, a five and six team. Excuse me, excuse me, mm-hmm. five and six ish. But my my point is, Washington beat basically the same level of opponent and needed like last second chicanery to yeah. do it, right. Yeah. Uh, Bama needed the biggest bullshit of the entire season yes. to get past a similar opponent, right? Yep. Like everybody won ugly on Saturday, except Florida State, right? Like mm-hmm. Oregon, uh, Oregon, yeah. Texas won really comfortably the day before. Yeah. Michigan doesn't really count; they're playing Ohio State. I'm saying, uh, the in the that group of contenders, Florida State was nowhere near as gruesome as Alabama. That is, Washington. yes, and yes. this is their I can agree this is their that. their only game with a backup quarterback so far. They looked by those standards good. They did, but they're still probably going to get screwed. I would say I I, 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 I'm not, I'm less worried about it. For I would say yeah. it would require a special performance by one of those one of those bubble teams for it to even become a real discussion. I just the door L- is listen, open. If Alabama does the thing, then all bets are off, right? 
That's what we're looking at. Uh, well, no. Okay. Didn't we already talk about this? I don't remember. Maybe. I don't remember. Hmm. <laughs> what do you, but what's, what's your argument there? So we'd have a one loss. SCP no, not your argument. I want to hear all these. Oh, <laughs> my argument is the version of Ryan's, which is that you mentioned them wanting cover. The committee does not want uh, on like a deep limbic level. The committee does not want the pairings that make the most sense. They want the most bulletproof arguments because they don't want to be yelled at. That's true. Yes. Yes. So, but, and I, that's why I think Florida will, Florida state will make it in at 13 and zero. Because all the committee has to say is 13 and 0. That is the least work for them. Mm. And so that is what they will choose. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, we look at last year where TCU was like, are they actually one of the four best teams? Or do they have this record and all these wins? So they're in. And yeah, sure. Great. They're in. And that's um, and that's the team that lost the, that's the team that lost its conference title game. Yeah. So like the number of times we've had these doubts and we've worried they're gonna put in Alabama instead, it has never unfairly happened. Yeah, we, we talk about it. We we talk about this on Saturday night. Saturday night, I think we fuss about this every year, and it doesn't ever actually happen. And then we forget about it, and we fuss. About well, it. my point is, I have never fussed about this, but this year I have a tiny bit of worry. Uh, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I I'm do saying for think, me, it's a new thing. I do think, and it may not be Florida State. I do think the only clean scenario, and we probably talked about this as well. And I apologize if we're rehashing this. The only clean scenario is. The four currently undefeated power conference winners went out. That's the only clean one. Everything else presents some degree of difficulty. Yes. And it is, I think it is more likely than not just, I mean, just the fact that Oregon is favored and the spread is not that big in Georgia Bama. Like it feels more likely than not that for the first time in a while, there is going to be an actual hard choice for the committee to make, which they almost never like the one, one of the advantages that they have had is that the hard choice is usually like, ah, somebody has got to get the fourth spot. It's not usually who of these equally deserving candidates should get the fourth spot. Yeah. And I mean, to this point, I, I, all of their number four choices have been right. They just have like in the time, in the moment, um, you can you can like retroactively say, oh, this team had a good bowl game, therefore they should have gotten. But in my opinion, in the moment, their number four choices were right every time. This is the first one where I'm waiting to see the choice before. <laughs> I, will, I will also temper their dramatically changed makeup with this. Florida State, that staff, they're real good at making shit up on the fly. Like I watch them completely adjust a game plan around a guy and make adjustments mid not just mid game but early in that game around Tate Rotomaker and change the kind of football they played if they do get picked it, it'd be dumb to write them off they're still really really good top to bottom mm -hmm. I I think that's I think that's probably true I think the question I have and and the thing I really think will be tricky I do not know what seating looks like usually we also go into this with a pretty mm -hmm. good sense of like here's what the seating should like should look like and even if it's not that chaotic this i think this will be a very tricky year to seed the playoff frankly i mean we almost always know number one yes and here we have a situation where michigan tonight should be number one um folks are hearing this after they either are or aren't uh and then is georgia beating a better opponent in an sec title game enough to move georgia past michigan again and this is a year where that could be very consequential right and like 
if Florida State doesn't get screwed in terms of getting out, I think they will get dumped to the four spot. I do think that feels very likely that their their record will, to Holly's point, they will have the bulletproofness of like you get in, but they will ding them and be like, you're not getting a preferable seed here. Absolutely. So that will be fun. And then next year, we won't have to worry about this. We'll be arguing over. (laughs) Next year, we'll be like, who's going to stop the Arizona Wildcats? (laughs) From here on out, it's where do you put Penn State? (laughs) James Franklin million dollar bonus off that 12 seed. Look, it will be a little funny. It will be a little funny if we expand the playoff and Penn State keeps missing it in that format. <laughs> it's number 13 every year. Or, just or like, they're... yeah, they, they lost to one of the Pac-12 schools again now. They're, they're number 12th, and it turns out, oh, there's a conference auto bid. Uh, sorry, it's number 17 gets in. Yep. Yep. Could uh, be a big old mess. Let's see. Uh, FCS check-in. Uh, let's go with Delaware, Montana. Delaware, the Conference USA oh, moving up. Yeah. Going to yeah. be stomped by Montana. So paying, get, get the pay, fuck out. Paying a lot of money to move up, too. That's whatever, man. I, whatever. <laughs> Do your thing. Uh, North Dakota State, Montana State will also draw a lot of eyeballs. Go Big Sky, as always. Yeah. Always Big Sky. The only conference. Um, I just want to put out there, because a lot of people have tagged me about it. I don't want to be the pop tart. I just never. <laughs> Eat I, Ryan. I appreciate that people. Are, I appreciate that people are tagging me in this, but I just don't want to be the pop tart. Do you Ryan. want your daughter to be the pop tart? Oh no, she'll be eaten. But Spencer, what do you think the pop tart means? The actual pop tart at the end of the. Uh, no, no, no. I'm referring to the pop tart that is going to be uh, edible. The, Edible. Is that the pop tart that you think we're talking about? I don't know. The Midsommar pop tart. Yeah, that's what I'm. The, the horrifying Midsommar. <laughs> I'm. I have been. I have been like completely terrified about this you, scenario. You need to go to bed. I need to go to bed. Yeah, you need okay. to go to bed. What other pop tart? Need to get you some nightmares. Well, there, there's 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 just a costume. So there's pop a tart. non-edible. There's a non-edible pop tart, well? and then they bring out. Well, everything is edible once. Everything is edible if you believe. Yeah, um, but no, I I don't. I, I I if asked, I will not run. If elected, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I will not dress up. <laughs> Wait, Jason, what about your daughter? Uh, so f- it's tricky because like you don't want to sign someone up for the for the non edible job and then find out right, they're, right. they're wearing sure. the wrong costume. That's that's right. scary to me. Okay, so who do we? Hmm. Alex Kirshner. Yep. Alex, will you do it, buddy? Hashtag Pop and Kirsch. Hey, Alex, if you don't want to toasty Kirsch, if you don't want to be the Pop Tart, tweet at me by the end of the day. Even though this hasn't come out yet, <laughs> by the end of Tuesday, November twenty eighth. <laughs> right. I'm Gus guy. Johnson. What if he does? I'm being eaten. What if he does? I do think Gus Johnson should give car names to everybody at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four Tempo Dave. <laughs> He, he sprung Maserati Marv out of nowhere, and it's like, whoa, whoa. And then after like two weeks, I'm like, fine, sure, that's Maserati Marv. <laughs> of course it is. A it's bad all. dude. <laughs> when I'm watching World War II documentaries, I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> the world-famous asshole. You old so-and-so. <laughs> that rascal. <laughs> like, Big what? fella. 
because it was framing him as rascally. That's a good word. Yeah. Like why can't why can't Kyle McCord get a nickname? That's all. They call him Honda McCord. Honda McCord. Honda McCord. <laughs> <laughs> Betty. <laughs>